Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me by ordering the memoir of Brian Grant and his battle with young-onset Parkinson's called Rebound. If you know someone with Parkinson's or you know nothing about Parkinson's, you will want to read Brian's story. Order your copy on Amazon or visit your favorite brick-and-mortar bookstore to grab one. Are you a Kindle reader, audiobook listener? We've got those versions as well. Support Brian's foundation, which supports those afflicted with Parkinson's, and pick up your copy today. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram, at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA, and that is here. God, it all sounds so good, doesn't it? The Lakers and their explanation of how all their new pieces are going to fit, how they're going to provide everything that was missing last year, how this new band of brothers were born to play with one another. As Carmelo Anthony said, I think it was meant to be. Let's run it down. The Lakers were lacking in pace and playmaking last year, and now they have Russ Westbrook, who plays with as much pace as anyone in the league and has led the league in assists three of the last four years. Lakers big man Anthony Davis lacked for motivation, apparently, last year, And now he's going to have Westbrook in his ear every day, every practice. And that, AD says, is exactly what he needs. Not encouragement, but constructive criticism. Westbrook says he's going to provide that. Sees it as his job to be the motor, or at least the gas that AD seems to lack at times. Westbrook, meanwhile, sees LeBron as the title-winning master who can teach him how to achieve the one thing that has eluded him, to play championship-winning basketball. He's done everything else, mastered every other aspect of the game. Now it's time to learn how to put it all together to put a championship ring on his finger. And LeBron, pointing out that Westbrook's ability to pass and be a playmaker is woefully under-recognized, and that it's exactly, obviously, what the Lakers needed, having struggled offensively particularly in playmaking when LeBron James was injured last season. I've got to admit, it all sounds so good it has me hyped 
to see exactly what the Lakers are going to be this season. Maybe I've been far too pessimistic about what their potential actually is. Raised too many damn questions about their age, their injuries, their recent history. Russ says that he's known it was going to work since the first time he and LeBron worked out this summer. And let me be clear. There's a part of me that would love to see Westbrook figure it out and get a ring. Guys who play as hard as he does are at the top of my admiration list. Guys who have a little rebellious streak in them are too. Throw in guys who don't get it at first but keep plugging away until they finally do. Russ checks all those boxes. But, you know there's a big but coming. It requires me to suspend or forget a lot of what I've seen over the last year or two to see all of this work as a perfect marriage of LeBron and Russ and AD and Carmelo and Frank Vogel. We can't forget head coach Frank Vogel because he's not only going to have to give Russ the latitude to ride AD, he's going to have to give him a role on the floor that gives him that latitude. And he's going to have to figure out how he fits Carmelo Anthony into this puzzle with Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Carmelo Anthony all supposedly going to play in the power positions. That's what we've been told. That's what's been indicated. How's it going to work? By the way, LeBron James is being lauded by some as a genius for coming up with the nickname 360 for AD, himself, and Russ combining their uniform numbers in that order and also having it serve as a double meaning that they are going to go 360 degrees, which means they're going to go full circle, which would mean the Lakers are going to wind up right where they are or they were before, which would be injured and out of the playoffs after the first round. I'm not trying to be difficult here. What other way can you spin the meaning of 360 degrees and have it signify success? Generally, it's we're going to do a 180 if you're going to turn things around, not turn things all the way around and they come back to where you are. If AD, LeBron, and Russ come full circle, they will be right where they are right now, which is technically nowhere. There's no stopping point on that 360 360 degree turn by the way that is a championship because that's something they've never done and I don't want to tell you how much time I spent trying to come up with an order of three six and zero that might have some significant second meaning that I could tie to the trio's chances of success Someone posted that the 360 crew is going to be shooting three for 60. I think that's just mean. I mean, I was in search of something positive. I have to admit, it's pretty funny and at least presents some kind of second meaning. Since I couldn't find anything with the numbers, I then messed around with a combination of their initials. First with their first names, then with their last names. Still came up with nothing. Because the Railway Labor Act or job well done just not getting it for me or anybody else i imagine 
Now, does that carry some underlying message that the Lakers are doomed to fail? I'm not willing to go there quite yet. Am I skeptical in spite of everything I've heard in the early days of training camp? Yeah, I'm still skeptical. Let's start with the Russ-AD dynamic. It's all well and good to say you want someone to push you and hold you accountable. But I'm not sure AD knows what he's signing up for. Because Russ doesn't take minutes, much less days, off when it comes to making demands on those around him. And he doesn't do it with a soft touch. The curled lip from the famous clip of him showing his disdain for a reporter is not reserved for the media. The second part of that equation is that AD mistakenly suggested that he welcomes Russ, Russ's energy at the defensive end. Russ does not expend a lot of energy on defense other than chasing rebounds, which could become another flashpoint in this relationship. How is it going to play if, in one respect, Russ is always barking at AD, and on the other, AD has to constantly be helping on players going past Russ or seeing Russ not rotate to cover for him when he steps out to help someone else defensively. For all that Russ did for the Wizards last year, he had the second worst defensive rating of his career, topped only by the defense he played as a rookie for a 23-win Oklahoma City Thunder team. And this is not someone in Westbrook who has been a stellar defensive player at any point in his career. He's been All-NBA countless times, never sniffed an All-Defensive team. Now, there are Lakers fans who are convinced that Frank Vogel can make Russ and Carmelo into great defenders the same way he did Alex Caruso, Kyle Kuzma, and Kentavious Caldwell-Pope. That his schemes will make them great defenders. Well, defensive scheming was Scotty Brooks' forte in Oklahoma City, and Russ was never a good defender in those days either. And he's not really replacing Caruso or Kuzma or KCP. He's replacing Dennis Schroeder, who was an outstanding defender last year and has been an outstanding defender for the better part of his career. That's who he has to take up for. It's actually long shocked me at how poor Westbrook's defensive fundamentals are, considering that's what he was known for in his two years at UCLA. Not that steals always indicate great defense. Sometimes it indicates someone who gambles by jumping into passing lanes or reaching to tip the ball away, leaving himself out of position if he happens to not steal the ball and exposing the rest of his team to playing five on four. Westbrook averaged more than one steal a game for his college career in the two years at UCLA. That's fairly impressive. As for leading the league last season in assists, well, he also led the league in turnovers by a fairly wide margin. He was 20-plus ahead of Luka Doncic, who was 20-plus ahead of the next guy on the list. Russ does have three career assist titles, but he also has four turnover titles. And he's finished second or third in that category five other times. That tendency to give away the ball only goes up in the postseason for him. He's led the entire league in postseason assists twice and turnovers three times. 
That is not a habit that LeBron is going to provide him any tips to curb, by the way, seeing as LeBron holds the record for most turnovers in a career, with only one assist title to offset it. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. You're adding Westbrook to a team that averaged the third most turnovers in the league last year, despite playing at a middle of the road pace. Now, I don't see a problem existing between LeBron and Russ. LeBron isn't going to have any issue with handing the reins to Russ and picking his spots. I believe. That's what he has wanted to do with AD the last two years. Outside of the bubble, AD just didn't seem to want those reins. Russ will have no problem grabbing them. Question will be, where is he going to lead this team if he does? It's not as if he hasn't had a chance to do that with extremely talented players next to him. I'm not going to count the early years with KD and OKC because he clearly shared the reins with Durant in those days. But playing with Paul George and Carmelo in OKC, James Harden in Houston, and Bradley Beal last year in D.C. has produced exactly one playoff series win. Could the Lakers terrorize the league in the regular season? Yeah, they could. I still need to see how much faster... The pace is going to be with Westbrook, considering the age of every other significant player outside of AD. But the offensive firepower is impossible to ignore. But the postseason is where they have to be at their best, their most efficient best. The Lakers were last in assist to turnover ratio in last year's playoffs, second only to the Miami Heat in most turnovers per game and they were first in turnover percentage. Am I supposed to believe Russ, with his track record, postseason track record, is going to improve that? And what about Vogel and Russ? Vogel, as I may have mentioned before, is a very structured coach. He likes to set his substitution pattern and stick with it. That's dangerous with Russ. Russ. To maximize what he can do when he's in a groove and everything is clicking, you need to ride it. And when he can't stay on the track, you need to pull him in for a pit stop. I don't want to discount the power of proud, talented players seeing perhaps their best last chance to win a title. And I'd certainly put LeBron and Westbrook and Carmelo in that camp. 
kind of make me think of the movie Going in Style. Where they, Morgan Freeman, Sir Michael Caine, and Alan Arkin have their pensions canceled and decide to rob a bank. Because, well, what the hell? What do they have to lose? I mean, those are all three great distinguished actors at the tail of their careers. Which kind of fit with the theme of the movie. And desperation, particularly when there's no one else quite as desperate as you, can inspire once-in-a-life chemistry and commitment and achievements from guys who just seemed incapable of making the kind of improvements or sacrifices necessary to reach the top. But desperation alone isn't enough. Do the Lakers have the rest of the formula? They seem to think they do. I think they're smart enough to know what that formula is and the way it has to work in order for them to be successful. And they have laid the plan out beautifully. Now it's just a matter of turning it into reality. And we're not going to get the answer to whether they're capable of that until springtime. That's quite a bit of time to wait. But I imagine the period in between will not be short on drama because that comes with most desperate situations, too. Before I go, I want to give a shout-out to one of my, what seems my relatively new listeners, a black woman doctor who took exception to the last episode and my expressed appreciation for Orlando Magic forward Jonathan Isaac's reasoned stance, as I termed it, on not being vaccinated. I'm not going to disclose her social media name because... I don't know that she would want that, and I don't want to run the risk of a clown car filling her timeline with crazy takes on why she's despicable for not agreeing with Isaac. We had a highly civil, extensive, and illuminating exchange, at least for me, uh, about COVID-19 and Isaac's position and vaccinations, the whole subject. And I'll just leave it at this. If my new black woman doctor friend, rather than the CDC, were explaining the medical world's reasons for the need to get vaccinated, it'd be a lot harder for anyone to argue against getting vaccinated. She provided me with a lot more information than I've seen on the CDC Q&A site, that's for sure. And she did it in one, well, several exchanges, but essentially exchanges in a couple hour period. She was particularly sharp at illustrating the likelihood of someone con- contracting or passing along COVID between those vaccinated, unvaccinated, and unvaccinated but already having had the virus, which is the camp that Isaac says he is in. Now, I have some other friends who are also doctors, scientists, and nurses, and I'm going to run past them what she said, but I have no reason not to believe her. And I stand here now still appreciating that Isaac gave a very cogent, understandable explanation for why he's not vaccinated. In fact, the reason I pointed it out because it was the most cogent, understandable explanation of any given by any NBA player who so far has resisted being vaccinated. But even Isaac would have a hard time making his case win the day over my doctor slash new listener. So, thank you, doctor. And for those interested, I may pass along what she shared with me once I've had someone else co-sign it. All right, that does it for 
this episode of On the Ball on the United WeCast Network. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And since we are now in the throes of training camp, this is normally where I tell you what the topic of the next episode is going to be because I'm told that that's what I'm supposed to do, that that is beneficial to increasing my listenership. Well, the problem is that uh, training camp is very much a moving target and we're getting lots of interesting subjects coming up anew every day. So I don't want to have any false advertising either by suggesting that I'm going to talk about something and then going in another direction. And you've probably heard enough times me throwing something out there and then saying, of course, that may change if something else comes up. So let's just leave it at this. There will be a next podcast. It will come in the next 24 hours. And it will be about something interesting, or at least that I find interesting, emanating from the NBA training camps. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening.